Hey, and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB in 1998. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season six, episode 18, Love Bites. Sure does. More like this episode bites. Bites. Bites it hard. (laughs) Um, Written by Liz Garcia, who also wrote episodes of Cold Case, Mm. The Sinner, which is a great show, and P-Valley, among others. I don't know P-Valley. I think it's on Showtime. Oh, okay. I've heard good things. Cool. Directed by Bethany Rooney. Um, This originally aired on April 9th, 2003. Get in there. Yeah. (laughs) To the end. (laughs) To the end. Um, Description from Wikipedia. Jen's seemingly happy world comes crashing down when she learns that Grams has breast cancer. Meanwhile, Joey's tumultuous love life continues when Eddie begs her to go back to California with him. He does not. I know. And Pacey agrees to join Joey as she chaperones for Harley's school dance. But what should be a magical night doesn't feel right for Joey. Feeling too scared to jump back into a relationship with Pacey, she goes back to Eddie. Although he is at first reluctant, Pacey agrees to invest Dawson's life savings to finance his new film project. Dawson, living at home to save money, is grilled on his backup plans by Gail. Dawson admits he has none because he has no intention of failing to achieve his dream, and Gail agrees to stand by him. Okay. Um, My history is mysteries. April 9th, 2003, U.S. forces seize control of Baghdad, ending the regime of Saddam Hussein. April 13th, 2003, President George W. Bush accuses Syria of possessing chemical weapons. <laughs> April 14th, 2003, the Human Genome Project is completed with 99% of the human genome sequenced to 99.99% accuracy. Great. Much of it done at UC Santa, UC Santa Cruz. Cruz. Mm-hmm. Go banana slugs. Um, number one movie right now is Phone Booth, uh, starring... Colin Farrell and Katie Holmes. Yeah, I was like, is that Katie Holmes in it? Yeah, it's very bad. I definitely saw it. I don't think I saw it. It legit takes place almost entirely in a phone booth. (laughs) (laughs) With two actors? No, she's like, I think, is she like his girlfriend or she is in the FBI or something? I can't even remember, but like. Colin Farrell is like a creep, right? Is he? I don't know. I remember during this time being like, I don't fuck with that guy. Yeah, that's probably a safe assessment. Um, number one song uh-huh. still in the club by 50 Cent. Fitty, Fitty. Um, this one's for you, Aaron. Debuting at number 61 is Fucking Fighter oh, by yeah. Christina Aguilera. Iconic. Iconic. And finally, at number 68, debuting at 68 is Pimp Juice by Nelly, which I definitely used to listen to a lot. I don't know why. I still am like <laughs> stunned that we didn't go see Nelly at the Montana State Fair. Yeah. But like, whatever. I made choices. That's you fine. made choices. Trace Atkins. Yeah. Was it Trace Atkins? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay. First things first. I got the band wrong. I need to apologize. I got the band wrong. Mm. Who sings Sex and Violence. It's the exploited. It's not fear. Okay. Okay. Um, sorry. Um, and so we are going to start this episode right where we left off. Thank God. I, yeah, I was like, I guess we're, I'm going to say thank God, because like, at least we're acknowledging something that happened in the previous yes, episode. Yes, and that was like a cliffhanger, and that we were like, what the fuck? And yeah. And like, we're going to, you know, 
start up right there, which like I agree. And Joey's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Which I actually really appreciate how she says it. I agree with you. Yeah, like, I was like, okay, I was good. Like, okay, and I, Joey, keep this energy up. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Like, fuck this guy. And he, she's kind of like, what's going on with California? Yeah. What's going on with school or whatever? And he's like super vague at first. Like yeah. he's like, it's still there. And you're like, shut the fuck up. I hate you. <laughs> And then thank God he kind of like softens and he's like, no, I'm going to start in the fall. And it's so weird. Like everything just worked out. Like they loved my writing so much, which was so real because no one has loved my work except for you, Joey. I mean, it was And a I'm lot. just like, I cannot go on with another like <laughs> muse. Story Joey is the muse <laughs> yeah. storyline. Yeah. We did that. Thank I you. I can't. No, I know. Me, and it's me like, neither. It was annoying as fuck when Dawson did it. I know. And we're supposed to like, I think we're supposed to find this romantic be- because I think that the whole muse thing is actually fucked up. Yes. And like, I think that we've all reimagined that. Like, and maybe at the time it was seen as more romantic than it really is. Sure. But I don't know that because it still felt fucked up at the time to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. But like at least it now it's a prevailing narrative. Yeah, at least now we've I personally think we've kind of moved beyond that of like, oh oh, I have to provide this work for you. Right, like, right. You know? Exactly. Um, and it's my fault if it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Joey he like tells Joey he came to say thank you because like she believed in him when no one else did. And he just like keeps talking about his feelings. And I was like, if this were one of our main characters, I'd be so excited that someone is talking about their feelings. But also, it's Eddie, so I, I don't care. If I knew how Joey felt about Eddie, I would be excited. Right. You know what I mean? Like if I had some teeth in it, some stakes in it. Like yeah. I just like, I don't that know. That storyline was over and we were fine. And like she was upset about it, but like she seemed to be moving on. Like not upset in the fact that she... I guess I felt like she was upset that it had ended because, like, of course, like, she was in love with him and it it ended because of, like, geography reasons and that's a normal way to end. Sure. But I think she was, like, pining over him or hoping that he would come back or hoping that they, like, would work out. Right. And since, like, she doesn't have any friends except for her best friend Harley. Uh Uh-huh. Um we don't really know like how she really deeply feels. Right. So to hear all this, I'm just like, fuck you, Eddie, get out of here. Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah. How'd you get money to come here? Oh, I've got a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of holes. And I'm not going to get any answers. No, you're not. I'm just going to end up being more frustrated. Yeah, exactly. This is, we're starting off the least amount of frustrated we're going to be throughout this episode. And that's saying something because we're both frustrated Seriously. already. Seriously. Because he starts like pontificating wildly about like how she's so decent because she did this even after he ghosted her. And I was like, no, my friend, she's 19. She doesn't have a good sense of her self-worth yet. And you're helping teach her why she shouldn't be doing things like this for people who are pieces of shit. I know. And he's like, you've got incredible eyes and a sexy voice. Mm -hmm. And I need someone like you around. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. Sure. Like, like, you know, I said last week, I don't get the hotness of CJ. I personally find Eddie to be hot. Yes. So I'm like, you're hot. I get it. Whatever. Right. Who cares? We've all fucked a hot 19-year-old that, like, (laughs) fucked with our heads. Yeah. 
<laughs> yes. We were 19. I want to be clear that we were 19 when we did yes. that. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the only way your head can be fucked with by a hot guy. You right, right, right. You be like under the age of 25. You have to not be able to rent a car. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But and just like his saying that to her, like, you know, if I'm going to be a writer, I need someone like you around. I was like, that is so insanely steeped in patriarchy. That I it's know. Like really hard for me to actually like breathe through this, you know, like, yeah, I'm just like, it's like run. It's like the whole thing of like, um, behind every great man is a great woman. And that's always seen as like this kind of really patriarchal thing. And not to say that it isn't, but it's actually a dig at men. Right. It's like, you're so useless. You can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe change that. I know. Yeah. So Eddie's like, I need you around. Like, what do you say? And thank fuck she says no. <laughs> I know. I was like panicked. I was like, oh God. Because like Aaron and I have said, these episodes, like we almost never watch. No, I have not watched most of these since the like mid aughts. This episode is so heartbreaking and so many storylines that like I would never, yeah. I'm never going to watch this episode again. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> like she's like, you know, you walked away and I moved on. And I was like, man, I would have loved for this to be the end of the story. I know. And I'm also like, whatever. Did she move on? I don't know. Whatever. I mean, but I just I think so. But like, I, I appreciate her saying no. Yeah. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. You walked away. And I think. And that- I guess I just don't understand because like he walked away and then she helped him like find a new path. So I actually don't think the L.A. thing is like his fault. Like him being in L.A. isn't him leaving her. Right. You know what I mean? And she, I don't think she sees it that way. Okay, I wasn't sure. I think she sees like him ghosting her as him leaving her. Because I felt like when she's like, you walked away, she was implying like he went to L.A. and oh. left me. And oh. I was like, I mean, you I mean, maybe. drove him there. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, with this show, you that might be a totally yeah. valid assessment. Like, I have already said, I personally feel like when she opened that door and it was com- a completely empty apartment, like, that's, that's when done. he became dead to me. Yeah, done, so, like, done with that. No, Thank you so much. We're done here. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, if, like... This would have been the end of the story. It would have done such wonders for Joey Potter's character. Like, I think that, like... Yes. The things that we're frustrated about with this character, and I know we've heard from some people online, like, that they're, you know, like, ride or die for Joey, and I get it because, like, I feel somewhat similarly. Mm -hmm. But, like, I really have to say with this rewatch, like, they... The character of Joey Potter in this... By this point in season six feels all but destroyed to me. I know. Um, And, like, that's devastating like all like for me all that's left of joey is the worst parts of her right i i hear that and i think that like although i think that like the the last few episodes not last episode (laughs) but like clean and sober and castaways like we got to see some of that like great part too Mm. right this really soft lovely part of her Mm. and so for me like you know, it's like it's there still, but like this has just destroyed it. And like I actually think if she would have just said no to Eddie right here and been like the end, yeah, like we could have built some of that back. Mm-hmm. And th- there's a part of me that's like, I mean, listen, do I wish the story was told better? Yes, but like could, that could have like retconned in my own head, like okay, she like you know, felt totally off kilter in college and kind of like stumbled a little bit mm-hmm. and like made some bad choices. I mean, we all yeah, did. And then, you know, is starting to lift herself back up, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, he he's like, okay, I understand. And then like, she apologizes as he leaves. And I was just like, do not. I know that really fucked with me. 
She's like, sorry, as he walks away. And I'm like, for what? For what? You didn't do anything. He showed up unannounced and you're like, nah, dude. And then like, you're apologizing for that? Like, I don't know. Like, I guess just because we don't see Dawson apologize. So to see Joey apologize for something that like, I don't think she has to is so corrupt. Yeah. And then like, we get her looking all pensive alone in the bar before we go to credits. Yeah, she's like puts her hand in her yeah her, her head and her head hands. in her hands and like I mean I feel that I yeah that would be really hard obviously if you're like I loved this guy he comes back and like I don't want to be with him but that doesn't make it easy to no say, no no right you know but like uh, this is stupid I'm mm-hmm. sorry this is stupid. Speaking of stupid. Joey's hanging with her BFF in the dorms. Oh, my God. In her this own dorm room. broke my heart. Yeah. Like, I just, like, I'm sorry. I know I keep joking about this, but it is so fucking heartbreaking. It's sad. That Joey's, like, this is the scene we want with Audrey. Or Jen. Like, Audrey lives in that dorm. Yeah. Why is Joey hanging out with Harley? And I just, like, don't understand why the Harley character has to be in high school. Just make her a freshman. Yeah. At Worthington. Totally. Make her a college student. Like, yeah. if this is going to be Joey's friend and, like, the person she bounces shit off of, just fucking make her in college. Like, yeah. This is so heartbreaking. I, I agree with you. Because, <laughs> oh like, Harley's, like, looking for through Joey's closet because what we learned, Joey has agreed to chaperone Harley's formal. And Harley gets to pick out her clothes because she doesn't want Patrick hitting on Joey. What the fuck There's is like happening? not a part of that sentence that isn't totally devastating. <laughs> Like, I I like the, like, Harley pick, like, let's pick out an outfit for you because that is something that, like, Audrey would do. So I kind of like that, like, dynamic friend building esque yeah, yeah. thing. And even the, like, dig of, like, you can't be too hot, only hot, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit, it's funny, whatever. But, like, the, the, like, Joey chaperoning doesn't make sense. Well, and, like, the fact that Harley's, like, my boyfriend has the thing for you. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> and she's still with this guy Patrick yeah, that yeah, like is exactly. a total piece of shit it's and like her best friend Joey isn't like break up with that asshole you yeah. know and like I don't know and then it's just it's so heartbreaking and so you know Harley pulls out a thing in the closet and then Joey's like oh that's Audrey's and I'm like is this the first time Joey's mentioned Audrey in like seven episodes since they drove her to LA yeah. basically and like I do want to say there is like a slightly funny moment in a second where Harley asks, she like picks out a dress for Joey. This like mm-hmm. not the one that yeah. Audrey's. And she's like, is this rayon? Like she's all like mad. And, and Joey's like, like, it's silk. And then Harley like one eyebrows her, weighs her. And she's like blend, silk blend. Silk blend. It did give me a little chuckle. It was funny. And then Joey says she will, quote, keep her Robinson, Mrs. Robinson claws off her boyfriend, which I was like, woof, that feels unnecessary. I know. I did not want to hear that. I know. What a weird fucking dynamic. It's so weird because then Harley is like, should I go pasties or strapless? Yeah. And Joey is like scandalized by this. And she's like, I'm considering a chastity bill. And I'm like, because she's asking what kind of bra she should wear. I know. Like, I don't, I, and this is my thing. I don't care if Harley has sex, but like, I just don't want her near Patrick. No, no, no. Patrick is a fucking piece of shit. And the fact that like Joey is like advocating for this relationship is a real hard swallow. Yeah, same. And then like Joey the whole time is like, I've got so much work to do. I've got so much work to do. And Harley eventually leaves. I would like to point out that Joey is supposedly on two weeks of spring break. 
True. with all this work to do because last night was the night. True. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> do you know true. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Um, we go over to Jen and she goes up to the mirror where she has like po- post-sex hair and then CJ comes up. And you, was it like, post-sex hair? I could not tell. I think that's what they're implying. Uh, right. I know they're implying that by the dialogue. Yeah. But I, she's like looks in the mirror and says she looks ridiculous and I was like, absolutely that's you do. That's true. <laughs> Absolutely true. I think that's the straight iron, though. <laughs> I think that's the bangs, girl. Whatever oh that's Oh, my doing. God. And, like, CJ's a creep. I don't even remember because I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> he and says then, it looks like he, she partook of her boyfriend, which is just a, such a creepy way to say it. this guy. And then CJ mentions that Grams broke Uncle Bill's heart. I just can't with that. I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Grams, like breaks up with someone because he tries to con- make her convert to Judaism, which is a whole... We already went there. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> then this guy is a total, like... Like, it, it, he's such a creep. And we've seen so many creeps this season. Yes. <laughs> and he still stands out yes. as a creep, yes. you know? Uh-huh. But somehow she was, like, dating him. But who who knew? A, who knew? <laughs> B, dating him enough to... Break, break up his, his heart. with him and break his heart. Like I just, I that doesn't make any sense. Like what? Like now they're even destroying the character of Grams. Yeah, there's no one left behind. It's like <laughs> they're raising the field. I also want you to know that um, while listening to one of our previous episodes, our British correspondent Hugh texted uh-huh. me and said that he thinks that CJ stands for complete jackass. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah that actually that, that checks sense. out. Yeah. yeah so yeah. thanks Hugh yeah. for that. Um, like, I, I am glad we got a line that said that Grams was dating Uncle Bill because like, at least we know something. Oh, okay. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, I mean, I guess the crumb that we have to take is that they've told us something about what's happening in someone's life. Right. But like, I think it's stupid and doesn't make any sense. Absolutely. And it doesn't really move the plot line or teach us really anything about Grams, you know? Well, and it's like, it's some way to get, like, why couldn't CJ just be like, hey, like, is your Grams okay? I was just in the kitchen getting water and she's not okay. Yeah, we don't even okay. need a mention of Grams. Like, I don't think, you know, because. Right, like, the doctor phone call that's coming yeah, could just be the thing. Exactly. Yeah. And so CJ's like, I gotta run. And Jen's like, oh, I want you to stay. And then they kiss and they're like, kind of get sexy and she's and jen's like actually you should go it's probably better and then like she tells cj oh i'm gonna i'll talk to grams i'll see what happened with uncle bill and you're just like i don't know why you want to be a step niece step grand niece to your boyfriend (laughs) i like that you did that math on what that would make her (laughs) i mean good point so then we go to Paisley's office and he calls Joey. From his cell phone on his hip. Oh, does he have one on his hip? It's on his belt. Oh, yeah. Pace. <laughs> Woof. Um, so he, like, Joey picks up and he, and, you know, Pacey seems to prove my theory that everyone watched Secretary before the last episode mm. because he asks if this is Potter's House of Pain and she says Mistress Joey speaking. And mm. I was like, okay, so like we were in like a kink thing, but like, not but like the wb kink so it's nothing and she he's kind of like oh what happened to you last night so we find out she didn't go over there yeah because that's what was supposed to happen last episode and then she kind of she lies to him yeah she makes up like an excuse that she was tired and like 
he's like, yeah, I was tired too, actually. Like, it was it, that's fine. And like, yeah. he's like, you know, last night we were like being kind of old people. Let's like go out and be young people tonight and yeah. like stay out late and whatever. It's really sweet. He's like asking her on a date, like yeah. trying to pursue her because like you have to remember Joey said to him, I'm not going to remember the past. I'm I'm only going to think of what could happen. Yeah. So he's kind of like, great, we're getting a fresh start. Right. So Joey cannot go out tonight because she is chaperoning Harley Stan. She's like, I've got plans. And he's like, wait, what? And she's like, do the semi-formal. And he's like, oh, wow, okay. Like, Well, he's like, are you going to be in a dress and heels? Yeah. And then he's like, okay, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, really? You want to go to that on a Saturday night or Friday night yeah. or whatever? And I like... I just have a hard time with this. Yeah, just adults, random adults coming to a semi-formal. Well, that and that <laughs> Joey is stunned that like he's trying to make a plan with her and then agrees to what she's already planned. Right. That doesn't feel weird for Pacey at all. I agree with you. <laughs> totally. And he's not the one. She's like, even on a Friday night, he's not the one who's like, Fridays for partying and jello shots. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Exactly. Like, I don't know. It's super weird. It's just part of the characterization of Pacey that like never feels authentic. Right. Right. So when they hang up, Dawson, Dawson walks. walks in. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I just like it's hard because I think it was such a good moment when Pacey and Dawson running into each other, like at, you know, the Leary house, yeah, like yeah. kind of right outside of the back, you know, porch yeah. where like all that drama went down in, season you know, three. season yeah. three. And like they're kind of starting to like build this friendship, but like do the fucking work, man. I agree. Cause like he, they kind of have this like funny exchange. I thought it was a little funny where Pacey asks if Dawson can smell the money growing and Dawson's like, Oh, if it smells like Jacar Noir, then yes. And it right. made me chuckle. Yeah. And then we find out that Dawson wants to spend all of the money he saved where he yeah. for Todd on he making like a movie. Passes over like a check across the table. Yeah. <laughs> and Pacey, and he's like, I need you to make this grow. Mm-hmm. And like, I love the way young people talk about investment. They're like, you can double this overnight, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, no. I also do have a question about like the fact that he legit would have had to sell the idea of that movie to the the yeah. principal from the Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So why doesn't he have more money than just what he made? Well, Todd, well, we don't know what the number is, but right, yeah, and maybe he's waiting for the check to pass. You know what I mean? You're so nice to do that extra legwork. <laughs> it yeah. seems like there's not an answer. No, it's like Hollywood just takes advantage of you. They stole that idea. Like, you know, it's yeah. like, well, you know, there, there's complicated. Trust me, Hollywood's fucked up and we all know that. But like it is a union town. And so it means labor is empowered in more ways than other places. Sure. It doesn't mean that they have that much power, but more so. Yes. You know? so, yes. Yeah. So Pacey basically tells Dawson he like can't invest this money. Yeah, he like he, starts whispering. He doesn't. Right. He's like, like come into my office. Yeah. He's like, you can't. Yeah. 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 He's like, well, they can't hear me out there t- turning you down. But yeah. I personally don't feel like I know how to mix friends and business. And so like. And I- it's super hard because I feel like. Pacey within his parameters of this job, which he feels like he's slipping away, he still has very firm boundaries. Yeah. He's like, I don't think I want to invest my friend's money. And then even in last episode, he's like, I don't think I should work with you, Joey. Yeah. Like, you know, I I guess just because we see like, and again, the storyline's stupid, but we see him developing boundaries 
to keep a hold of who he is and who he wants to be yeah. within the workplace in a way in which we don't see with Dawson, yeah. you know? Um, and so I, I kind of like that. Yeah, me too. Definitely. But Dawson never <laughs> one for boundaries. No, because he's going to blow right through this boundary yeah, yeah, yeah. right now where yeah. he's like, well, you know, we've been through awkward shit before. Like, basically, like, if you lose all my money, it'll be fine. Yeah, and that's what Pacey essentially is saying. Like, yeah, we're friends, but we don't, We've. I don't know how to have the conversation of I lost all your money. Right. And Dawson's like, yeah, we'll be fine. I'll just erupt in anger at you and you'll, and I'll <laughs> blow up your friend group. And like, but you'll come back with your tail between your legs. Right, right. And Pacey's like, yeah, I mean, we have been through awkward before. You're right. But like, it's never been that you're broke and it's my fault. Yeah. Fair. And Dawson is super manic. And he's like, yeah, yeah but Pacey, you don't understand. I I stayed up all night. I wrote 20 pages of dialogue. And the yeah. only thing that is in the way is you. Yeah, because I just am like, I, I'm sorry. I just need to back up. Yeah. What exact return on investment do we think he's going to get? Dawson or Pacey? Dawson. Okay. He's going to invest his money with Pacey yeah. for how long and get what, like 3%, 5%, Who knows? 10%. But he doesn't, he doesn't know that. I, but that's what I mean. It's like, that's what, one of the reasons why this whole storyline is stupid. stupid because it's like, that's not really how it works. Absolutely. And like Dawson, while he's on that rant about like, I wrote 20 pages, he's like, this project just has such a great vibe. And Pacey's like, you know, because we're friends, I'm not going to tell anyone that you used the word vibe, which really made me laugh. I love him so much. And it was he was calling it out for being an L.A. statement. Oh, totally. I was like, that, that checks, checks out. Checks out. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. And so when he, so like, when Dawson says to Pacey, like, all I need is you. You're the one holding this up it's now. Like, it's, it's all so manipulative. I know. It's so manipulative. It's all Pacey wants to hear is, like, I need you. Right. You know? And, like, I want you. I need you. Like, that's, like, a manipulative yeah. tactic for Pacey. And it's it's really sad. And I think Dawson knows that, like, Pacey still is, like, smarts the fact at the fact that they're not friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That still hurts him. And yeah, so, because like, it's not like Dawson says... No, we're friends. We'll make it through anything. Yeah. He's like, you're the only one in the way, Pacey. Right. I need you, you know? And it's like, ugh. Yeah. So we go to Graham's, who's reading David McCullough's Harry Truman bio, which my mother definitely read when I was a kid. That was definitely one of those books that's like seared into my memory on my parents' shelf. Uh-huh. And Jen comes in and starts asking about Uncle Bill. She wants the hot goss. Yeah, yeah. And she's like... And she's like giving Grams a hard time about breaking hearts. Yeah, because she's like, you know, now now I'm embarking on this functional adult relationship and you're acting like a fickle teen. And I was like, what? Because like, did Grams break Clifton Small's heart? Well, we're talking about Uncle Bill. Right. But like, she's talking about like, you're breaking hearts left and right. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea because even the whole premise of this being a healthy relationship right. she's embarking in is like absolutely Yeah, there's bullshit. not a part of that that's not that's true. Yeah. Does, like you're living in a fantasy girl yeah. and like yes, you entered into a weird boundary where you were talking about CJ being the best sex of your life via grams. <laughs> as your telephone so like yeah. i get that the boundaries have gone out, <laughs> out of the, the window, window. Yes. oh my god but like nothing about this story like nothing about what you're saying jen is true or right. factual. right like, exactly okay. and grams is super evasive and we're like 
Oh, no. Yeah, and she gets kind of bent out of shape, like, leave me alone and closes her book and walks out. Yeah. And, I mean, part of me doesn't blame her. And so we go over to the dorm, and Joey's getting ready, and she's looking at, like, a photo, like, you know, push pin board Board. or whatever of all of the boys. There's two of Dawson, one of Pacey, and then what the fuck? One of her and Eddie? Right. Looking real weird in that bar. I just don't understand what's happening. I mean, there's zero of Audrey or Jen or or her best friend Harley. Or Jack, yeah. Or her sister. Or or her nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. Totally. Or her mom. I don't even know what we're supposed to think. And, like, I want to point out that they do acknowledge that Dawson and Pacey were both relationships to her because I'm going to have some questions about a lot of things that happened that are, like, related to her and quote-unquote Pacey. Right. Um, And so Pacey knocks on the door, and he is, like, smitten with her. He is so charming. He, like, tells her she's beautiful and that he's, like, living out a high school fantasy. And he acknowledges the last dance they went to was really fucked up. Right. He brought two corsages because he was, like, last last time time, mm -hmm. it, it, it wilted. And here's, I brought you, like... A fun kind of corsage that's all made out of vegetables, vegetables. which I think is really cute. Yeah. And then, like, a classic one with roses. And, like, I... it's like, he took to heart. I feel like it shows that Pacey took to heart of, like, okay, we're going to start over. We're going to remember the, you know, the present. We're going to live in the present or whatever. While still acknowledging that they have some faults in the past, but, like, trying to be, like, we're going to start over and start fresh. Yeah. And I just think that, like, for this storyline that we're going to get for this, if I would feel more comfortable with Joey grappling with the last time she went to a dance, period, but a dance with Pacey being homicide. Uh, my you know? note was how I wish this was an a, an episode that was a basically a way to make up for promicide. Like, or and to say a, like, even if it doesn't make up, even if it ends, you know, in the same way that it ends, where it's like she just goes in there and is totally triggered. Yeah, you know, because yeah. that was so fucked up. Definitely, happened, you know, definitely. So she chooses the veggies, which I think is a great choice. Yeah. And she bought him a boutonniere. And she oh, I like she took the rose off of the corsage. Oh, did she? I thought she bought him a uh-huh. boutonniere. I Sorry. Think, yeah. Um, anyway, so she, And she's like, this is gonna be fun. And you're like, uh oh. This show does not have a good track record with dances. And, or with people saying this is gonna be fun. Yeah. And he like gets her coat and puts it on her. And you know, he's like, yeah, it'll be like a flashback. And then they have this moment. And I'm not sure if I think that's like an apology moment. That's sort of acknowledging that the last dance didn't go well, but he like kisses her shoulder and lays his head on it for a second and like wraps her arms around her from behind. And it's like such a nice beat that they take. Yeah. This kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. we're going to go to a dance. Yeah. And the problem is, is that when they leave the show pans to a picture of her, that picture of her and Eddie. I know. And I just like I just don't feel the confliction at all because she was pretty fucking straightforward clear. about it being a no. Yeah. And like when we have this scene with her best friend, we don't get to talk about her feelings. We get to talk about what she's gonna wear. Right. And it's like, well, this was the moment for us to hear how you feel. Agreed. So, so everyone's just walking into this dance and it's just too heartbreaking on too many levels. Like a double date to a high school dance. 
That's a lot. Wow. <laughs> um, this is a very nicely decorated gym. Um, it's a rich person school. Yeah. And Pacey said he loves the smell of secret antiperspirant in the evening. Like, <laughs> And I was like, this is hilarious. I actually looked up when Axe Body Spray came out because uh-huh. I was like, how is that not an Axe Body Spray joke? And it came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. So like probably a year later, this would have been an Axe Body Spray joke. We we're just in the pocket right before right, that. Right. Um, so Harley's already over it, but like not over it like yeah she kind of wants to be above it all you know right. like the stance and joey's like yeah i mean it sucks when your date doesn't dance and then she like and the thing is like i know that that's what happened in season two pacey but he does dance with joey hello the most iconic scene of the show i mean i have that exact note like joey says pacey only danced under duress and i was like i remember everything joey and i remember that differently I- <laughs> No, I'm just like, what is going on? And then she brings it up. She's like, and he broke up with me at our senior prom. So. Yeah, and so that's what I mean. Is like, if we could see her grappling with that trauma in this sure. moment, I would understand what the fuck goes on in this episode. Yeah, but it's like she's like joking she, about it, and it's like I don't get it because she said to Pacey, like, because she's joking at it. She said to Pacey, "We're gonna start fresh," you know. Yeah. But then she's joking about their past, and like I think that that's the thing that you have to grapple with when you get back together. Is like, all right, we're gonna try not to like pick at old scabs well and there's a way i can see them joking about something now like joking not yet not, well probably not this because like that was fucked yeah let's but joke like, about the traumatic way in which we broke up when we just kissed like three right. weeks two weeks ago but i could see them like like just go with me on this fantasy journey like if they were like gonna have or they were like started sleeping together again that like they might joke about like the first time and like the nerves and like, you know, you can kind of laugh at yourself from multiple years ago. Yeah, but they're joking about point. the time they broke up. I know. I'm not. I'm just oh, saying okay. like. I just don't see that being a space to joke about. I don't know that that would be. I mean, I could see them joking about how dramatic things were like yeah. that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, I, I think that pain hasn't totally been dealt with. So yeah. you can't joke about it until it is. Um, so Patrick is like, a total terror and I'm just like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. And like, he's like, you know, Joey Pacey hurt you. Like that's, that man's not of sound mind. And I just hate him. And so then much. like out of nowhere, Pacey says to Harley, like, it's not creepy, but it is. Yeah. Like, like the way that Josh Jackson pulls it off is actually kind of masterful. I totally agree. <laughs> He's like Michelle Williams caliber actor. Yeah. Yeah. He, like the writing, the script is like, creepy. I just puked in my mouth. <laughs> but the way he does it is like, there isn't like, how does he do it? There is literally know. no sexual attention whatsoever. He's like, oh, Harley, you look beautiful. Do you want to dance? Yeah, he's like, your dress brings out your eyes. Like, shall we go dance? And you're like, first of all, I don't understand how chaperones work at this school. That's not how they worked at any high school that or junior high or anything uh, that I went what? to. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, he says it and it's like not creepy, even though it is. Yeah. But like, you know, Josh Jackson, God bless him or whatever. Yeah. And they go over to dance. It, which is gross, but like whatever. Okay. And Leaving. then Patrick just pops up and he's like, "Hey, babe, I got some. Pe- I know someone's got. I got a lead on the peach knobs." <laughs> that made me laugh. Wow. Because I was like, I had this moment of like, what if like some young youngin was hitting on you when you were like 
1920. And so you already are past your peach schnapps phase. Uh I mean, we weren't much farther along than peach schnapps. But we were farther along than Peach Yeah, we schnapps. had moved on to Spearmint. Smir- uh, Smirnoff Cinnamon schnapps, like oh, the yeah. aftershock or oh, whatever. God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, someone would always, or gold schlagers. Someone that was would Jules. always pull that out and you're Jules like, you're always had that disgusting. Shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, we go grab a cocktail into the bleacher. And she's like, no, thank you so much. He tells her to think about it, babe. I just can't, like, I. Fuck this guy. I agree. Fuck this, like, storytelling that's Agreed. happening of, like, aren't we learning so much about Pacey and Joey through Patrick and Harley? No. They are literally nothing alike. They are such baggage on this fucking whole season. Yeah. So we go to Dawson's house where he's, like, putting up his old posters. And Gail's like, what the fuck is happening in here? <laughs> and, like, she starts asking him the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, she's, she's like... like so how are you going to get money? And Dawson's like, I mean, it's pretty cheap to live at home. And Kale's like, <laughs> so you're not going to gonna pay to who? Like, <laughs> so you're not going to pay any expenses. And then he's like shocked. And is like, he's like, well, I guess I could get like a part time job. I could help I could... you with Lily, you know, yeah. which like, I get it, whatever, yeah, 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 like, sure. you know, but at the same time, and Gail's like, cuts to the chase down and she's like, straight up, what's your plan, Dawson? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so I'm going to shoot this movie and then I'm going to like, enter it into festivals and hopefully someone will buy it and finance the next project and And gail's Gail's like like, not what i not my point thank you so much so the same plan that you've had like your whole life right like because he's done that you know he's already done that and she's like yeah but like what is the backup plan yeah what's the long-term plan and the backup plan yeah like if directing doesn't work what are you gonna do and she's like you just need to be a little bit more practical Yeah. And there's a part of me that thinks that like the practicality part doesn't feel totally like Gail because she Mm -hmm. allows the men in her life to be totally impractical. I mean, not that Gail has any control over Mitch, but like, yeah, you know, he was pretty impractical behind scenes when he ended up being like a substitute teacher and like right. you know what I mean maybe she like finally put her foot a down. restaurant manager at their family restaurant well that part makes sense but when yeah. she when yeah I know, all I know, of a sudden I know. was I like a you. teacher you yeah know, whatever so she leaves and then like now Dawson seems like blocked and can't write yeah he's staring at like a blank word document and I couldn't really tell if like he hadn't written those 20 pages I think he had but he was like doing something I don't know okay maybe and then he like leaves the room which is weird because in the next scene that we're going to see him and he's still in the room. There are scenes that 100% cut from his storyline. Absolutely. Because there was a part that I was like, does this make sense? I don't know what just happened here. <laughs> totally. Well, we have to make more time for this dance. Aaron, obviously. For Harley's storyline. <laughs> yes, exactly. Literally, Harley gets a storyline, but not Jack. Yeah. Or, or Audrey. Audrey. Harley has a larger storyline than Graham's. Yes. Oh, my God. Harley is dancing with a different rando. Yeah. And she's like, I fucking Patrick. Like, are you jealous? Are you jealous of this? Are you jealous of this? And I'm just like, I, I don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> yes. I don't fucking care. Yes. And I cannot believe I'm watching this. Uh-huh. And Joey comes over, or Paisley We're, goes over to Joey at the, pace, at the, the punch, punch bowl. bowl. Yeah. And he's like, so where's the photo? Where are we going to take a photo? Yeah. 
And Joey mentions the prom again. Right. She's like, you know, you get photos taken at the prom and this isn't the prom. Yeah. I mean, you get photos taken at the formal at, too, but. At any dance. Yeah. So Pacey's like, oh, yeah, I blocked the prom out. And she's like, uh-huh, it wasn't your finest moment. So we've like now made a 180, right? We were joking about this. And now we're like maybe having a real conversation. But not of, really. That's the thing light. is like. I would I would be here for the storyline of Joe. Like I said, Joey being triggered to be at a formal dance with Pacey. Who wouldn't be after right. that display? You know, <laughs> yes, like and yes. also Pacey would be like so uncomfortable and triggered. And I see him manifesting that of like trying to make this one perfect, which is what he did the original problem. He tried to make it perfect and it kept exploding. You know, like going you know not being perfect because nothing is right and then that really like sent him on a downward spiral um not forgiving his behavior of erupting and yelling at her but at the same time like i i think that like this spiral makes more sense for her but they don't develop it right 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 because like pacey's like jokes that he was troubled back then and she just calls him a dumbass you were a dumbass which like i don't really like that yeah and he snuggles up to her and she's like no you were a dumbass and he says now that he's a happy dumbass because yeah. he got a second chance and then he kisses her shoulder which I'm really am a sucker it's for it's so sweet like I'm sorry it's so hard to watch like because like again I would understand Joey's confliction if they just let her be conflicted about it yes instead of having her to bring or if she acted I don't know what's happening instead of her bringing up all these things right and like us not really understanding what's happening because right. she has she's not going to talk to her best friend Harley about it right. and like so we don't really know what's going on. And then when she like, you know, when we get to what the, you know, lead up to this is, it like actually doesn't even involve her feelings about promicide. Right. So like what? It's just about Eddie. Cause she like looks not into it, even though he's so like lovely right here. Oh my God. And then, so he like kisses, yeah, he, he kisses her and then Joey stops him because there's a commotion. Right. So, and the commotion is of fucking course, Patrick and, the guy that Harley was dancing with are like fighting over her. And Pace, Joey's like, are you going to go help? And Pacey like goes to break up this fight. <laughs> At first he's like, this is kind of hilarious. Because it is. It's yeah. so fucking stupid. Why do we care? I we just don't. like, I just, I'm sorry. No, writers. We've gone on so many journeys with you, but you want us to give a fuck about Patrick? Like who gives a shit? What? Yeah, and like, like honestly, I mean, what was this room about? There's like, literally at this point in the season, the writers thought that there were four episodes left, and I gotta, I gotta like watch this whole storyline with Patrick. I just don't care. I don't care. It doesn't involve any of our other characters. A subplot with Harley, the best friend of Joey. Also, I just I have to say it, which is that Patrick is a California movie villain i know i don't know what he is doing in massachusetts i don't either and i just it's so fucking frustrating yeah that kid is what that kid i went to high school with 50 of that kid i know but like that kid does not exist on the east coast anyway so pc breaks it up yeah and like harley gives someone punches Pacey in the face yeah so but Harley gives like Patrick shit for trying to give the other guy a wedgie and then he says it's called Krav Maga and I said it I laughed so hard that I was like oh shit we we didn't know what Krav Maga was (laughs) and he says that J-Lo used it enough 
like that's why he knows what Krav Maga is. <laughs> and then the tall dude calls him Patty from the block. And I yeah. was like, what's happening? Why are we doing this? Why is this happening? Oh my God. We haven't seen Jack in like 17 episodes. I know. And we have this. And I'm listening to this guy mispronounce Krav Maga. Which is like a funny like Haitians, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> um, so. Then, like, yeah, so then Pacey gets punched, and then we go straight to the bathroom, where Joey's cleaning up a crying Harley. Yeah. And, like, she wonder Harley wonders where Patrick is, and, and Joey's like, oh, he's in the bathroom with Pacey in the boys' room. Yeah. And Harley's super annoying, and I can't care about this storyline. There is no parallel to Pacey and Joey, no matter what we're supposed to think. <laughs> right, because Joey's like... And then Joey says this shit. She's like, you're carrying on an age-old tradition of girls crying in the bathroom. I've literally never seen you cry in the bathroom at a dance, Joey. Never. I've seen you cry, but it was like... In public. It was at the hands of Dawson three times and Pacey once. (laughs) Yep. And I know this because we've watched past dance episodes for Patreon. So we we... have the facts. (laughs) Exactly. And like Harley's like, well, my high school is nothing like yours. And Joey then lays down this like shitty view of the world that this is what happens at high school dances. People end up in the bathroom crying. And I just like, you could just go with your best friend who happens to be gay and dances end up being really fun. I'm just going to say that. Like, I'm not speaking for everyone, but anecdotally, I never cried at a bathroom. Never. At a prom. No, never. You know, like what? Oh my God. And so Patrick admits to Pacey that he likes Harley. Like he's there in the bathroom. I don't care because you're a piece of shit. Get out of here. Right. And Pacey like says this sweet thing about having feelings for women, which is like, you know, true feelings for a woman is the best experience. And he says it's going to make you strong and stupid and will take you closer to being the man you want to be, which is such a sweet sentiment. Yeah. Also, I don't think that's true for most men. I think it might be true for Pacey, but I don't think it's true yeah, for a lot of people. Yeah, it's fine if he wants to mentor Patrick on how to be a better man, because right. that is what men should be doing. And Patrick needs that. Yeah. yeah. But, like, to have to care about this relationship. I agree. And, like, Harley asks Joey how boys suffer at the dance, and Joey says this thing that I oh hated. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> She's like... They get. They have to think that they're gonna have sex after, and then are sorely disappointed. That's what I mean. It's like cut this whole scene, this back and forth. Get me the fuck out of here, so we could get more of the Dawson and Gale that got cut. Like we know that there were parts of that storyline that got cut. Right. Let me hear more about Grams and Jen. This. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get it off my screen. No, no, no. Right. And so when then we go back to Pacey where he's like telling Patrick to not be afraid and to just be nice to Harley. And as he starts to leave the bathroom, Patrick just pushes him. <sighs> and then they start pushing each other. Yeah. And Patrick is like, what, you think you're a man? And then Pacey just like drops this bomb, I guess. It's like, have you seen my date? And then walks out. Well... And that happens after Joey walks into the boys' bathroom. Mm. Like, she she comes in at a certain point. Like, because Harley asks Joey if she's had... Ever, she, before Joey goes in, she's like... Harley's like, have you had a bad time at every dance you've gone to? And she says, yes, except for this one. And I was like, I'm so depressed by that. I know. 
And then Joey walks into the bathroom to watch the boys fighting and they like stop. But like the thing is they're fighting over her and it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Everyone's fighting over Joey. Eddie wants to be with her. Pacey wants to be with her. Patrick wants (laughs) to be with her. Boys can't resist themselves. They got to fight each other for Joey. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so over it. Right. Because like Joey just walks out. Like she sees them. She like locks eyes with Basie and then she's like, bye. Okay. And Patrick's like, why should I take advice from you? And then that's when Pacey says, has you seen my date? Mm -hmm. And then Patrick's like, oh yeah, teach me your ways or whatever. Like go away. Oh, stop this. So we go to Graham's and this is where this story should have started. Mm-hmm. Jen walks in and says that the doctor called to confirm her appointment. Yeah, and Jen's like, I've never heard of this doctor. What the fuck is happening? And she kind of like asked Grams to come clean for like the common good. Yeah. And, and Grams does. She reveals that she has breast cancer and it's spread to the point of, you know, she can't get surgery and she's gonna have to go in for chemo. Right. And Jen, radiation. I don't know if they said it, but anyways. Radiation, yeah. Jen immediately starts crying. And, and like, Grams is kind of like... And, like, why is this happening? <laughs> I mean, I think that's a really good question. I feel like I'll have more to say in a few episodes. But good question. <laughs> um, and Grams, like, asks her to go turn down the oven because she's like, you know, I don't want the crust of whatever she's making yeah. to burn. And, like... Jen's just, like, cannot move at this point. She is upset. And, like, Grams just gets up to do it herself. Like, it's so weird to me because, like, there's a part of me that gets it. And there's a part of me that thinks, like, okay, I can see this going this way. And then there's a part of me that's, like, God, after six years of this relationship, like, really? Like, yeah, Jen's going to lose it. Like, lose the only healthy relationship she's ever had. Not only that, but, like, Grams is going to, like, clam up and not be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, like, let's talk about this and let's get into it, which mm-hmm. seems like the Grams thing to do. Although I, I, I'm yeah. not faulting her for not knowing how to navigate this. No, totally. Know? Yeah. So back at the dance. Oh, my God. Here we go. Joey finds Pacey outside and he's got a shiner. And they like have this cute little back and forth about like how the kids night these has days. been perfect. Oh like, no, I was gonna oh. say the kids. She's mm. like, oh, kids these days, because he's like got a shiner on his face, uh-huh. and they're like, oh, they're rap music and they're baggy pants. Like, oh my god, that's so toxic. Well, they're joking. They're not. But it's a rhetoric that's unacceptable. Yes, what people of color are the ones that are violent. Right, right, right. But like, <laughs> but it's like a, it's like making fun of people who think that. Um, so they like, yeah, then they have this like nice conversation where they're like, this is the night, this night's been really nice. And like, then she's like, out of nowhere, I'm sorry, literally out of nowhere. I was like, I knew it was going to happen, but I was still stunned when it happened. Yeah. She's like, I can't do this. And Pacey's me. He's totally stunned. He's like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. And she's like. Even when it's perfect, it doesn't feel right. And I'm like, this you fucking was liar. hardly a perfect night. <laughs> yeah, a. A. <laughs> and what exactly does that mean? And like, whatever. She's allowed to feel that it doesn't feel right or right. whatever. But like, we don't know how she feels at all. So it literally comes out of nowhere. And it I does. don't know what that means. Right. And like, because the fucking spoiler ends with her going to Eddie, that feels fucking right. 
I, I agree with you. Are you kidding me? I agree. Kissing Dawson at the end of season four felt right? Yeah. Like, absolutely not. Oh, right. my God. Like, right. just be like, don't frame it like that. Be like, I love chaos. You're too much for me. <laughs> yeah. This is this is too perfect. I love being tortured. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or like, I love a guy who has conditions on his love for me. Right. Or I need someone to manipulate me into being their muse and put me on a pedestal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, in a way in which you do, because you're not a creative, you know, yeah. or like whatever, like, or like, like I said, it just would make sense if she was like, being here was really triggering. The last time I was here at a dance with you, you yelled at me and it reminded me of like, what that like what like. it felt like and what we did to each other. Yeah. We made each other the shell of each other, right. you know? Yeah. And she is just like, you know, she keeps apologizing over and over again. Like it is actually truly stunning how many times she apologizes in this speech that she gives. Cause she's like, this night has been lovely and fun and you're such an amazing man. But like, I just don't feel it, which I'm like, that feels like a retcon too. Like it felt like she was feeling it. So I like, know. why is this the narrative we're now getting? And he's just kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like she's like, I, he's he like he feels the way we feel. We're like, girl, I know you're scared. Yeah. I know this is a lot to handle. Yeah. Like, and don't push me away. You're pushing me away because you're scared. And like, don't do that. Like, you know. And like, it's not like a manipulative thing. It's like a like, I like whoa what's going on right. like i know you or whatever like whatever and like you know she's like i don't feel it and it's like such a stab because it's like and it in the reverse of like it made me feel alive right you know um and i do like like there's a part of me that's like i could take this narrative i know you've said a few times like you know a narrative of her being triggered i also like think a narrative of like i like I, what I've realized is that we're not ready for this. Yeah. Like we're still not there. Yeah. yeah. And like, I love you. And like, there's a part of me that's always going to love you, but like, I'm still not in a place where we could try this yeah. for real again. Cause like, because they're in different places. He's like rich and on a career path and she's like a sophomore in college. Yeah. And like clearly a mess and mm -hmm. making messy choices. Yeah. Which Her is best friends fucking 15. Speak <laughs> yeah. of that's, that's the number one message yeah, choice at the moment. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I think like, I, I mean, there's this part of me that's like, you know, I, I would have loved either, either that her being like, this isn't right. Like, we're not at that point yet. Or like, I don't want to fuck it up. Like, I know that if we do this for real, like, that's our last chance. And, yeah. like, I don't think we're ready for it. Or at least it feels like that. If right. we do this for real, like, we won't get another shot. And, like, I don't know if I'm ready for that. Or, like, so many things. And, like... But it's, like, the fact that, like, this revolves around Eddie coming back and that, like, her behavior makes this 180 when Eddie walks back in that door. Even though like, in that's the beginning of the episode, she says no to Eddie. Right. She doesn't feel any confliction whatsoever about Eddie being there. Right. That's what I hate. I fucking agree with you. I hate it. And he's just, he's trying to calm her down and, like, you know... He's yeah, like, he's you're like scared and it could go anywhere and like this could be it. Like, you know? Yeah, and and, he's like, I am scared too. And she's like, it won't be. And Pacey doesn't like understand because like we don't understand. And he's like, you know, you're just pushing me away. And he says, like, the whole my whole life, you've been the most beautiful thing in my orbit. And even when I was afraid of everything, I was never afraid of you. Right. 
And she's I'm like, I'm never afraid to love you. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, stop it, stop it, stop it. And he's like continuing to like fight for her. And she just is like, Eddie came back. Dude, and I like, know. It feels, I'm sorry. It feels fucked up for her to say that. Like, I honestly, in terms of like what we've seen so far, I don't think Eddie was a factor whatsoever into her getting to this point. Right. But she wanted to get out of it and she only knew it feels like at this moment, the only way to get out of it is to fucking stab Pacey in the heart and be like, there's another dude and I'm choosing him. I'll never choose you. Yeah. I mean, I actually have a little bit of a different take on that, which is that I think it's really the writers being fucked up to Pacey's character that like the only way she can get him to stop is by like being like, there's another guy in that way of like, you know, like when some guy's hitting on you and won't stop and then you're like, I have a boyfriend and then they finally stop like in that same way, which I think is like, to me, it like felt like the continuation of the character assassination of every single character on this show right now where I was just like, that's the only way he stops. Like he's allowed to freak out the line where he says this could be it. Like that line makes me like want the story so badly of her, like knowing she's not ready for that. Yeah. Like, because I just think like, that's such an interesting story. Yeah, there's right? a lot like, of pressure to put on their relationship in the same way that Dawson put a lot of pressure, and she put a lot of pressure on fucking Dawson, you know? Yeah, and, like, I don't know. This is, like, the thing about the the line, too, about, like, you know, I've, I, um, I've known you. Oh, he says, like, that he's known her for so long, he's seen her push away too many good things to let her push him away right now. That's, like, one of the things he says. And I was, like, what good things? Paris. Yeah, okay. Jen being her friend, Andy being her friend. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think the show sees that. I think maybe Paris. I mean, I, I was like, I mean, she pushed him away, but the show doesn't seem to think that that's how it went down. Yeah. But like, she pushed Andy away. She pushed, you know, Jen away. But I, I would argue that, like, the show doesn't think that those things are bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah. So he... You know, and he tells her he could love her again. And she's like, stop. Oh, my God. You know, and And she she, tries to apologize again. And then he like leaves. And I mean, yeah, he should walk away from this. He should get the fuck out of there. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And it's just so dumb. And I hate this. There's so many reasons for Joey not to go for it with Pacey. But Eddie isn't one of them. Agreed. So back at Dawson's house, he's in his room again. Staring at a blank screen. Even though he left in a hurry last time we saw him, he's back in his room staring at an empty screen. And he, and he decides on Creek Days. Oh, my God. I <laughs> You know what this. would have been better than this episode? Just us watching Creek Days. I totally agree with you. Mm. So Gail brings him coffee and a turkey sandwich. <sighs> and-, and she's like, oh, your early work. <laughs> Which is amazing. And Dawson does say this thing that I think is really interesting where he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. And it like wasn't just me alone doing all this. Like I had this whole support system. And I'm like, yeah, Can we get that like journey for him? Like that's what I mean. Get rid of that like stupid Harley bathroom (laughs) storyline and get more of this confliction where he's feeling of like, oh, wow. Like I always thought it was me, the filmmaker, but I'm a selfish asshole and realized that it would actually like my friends contributed immensely to my dream and my goal of being a filmmaker. And I literally couldn't have done it without them. And now I'm like lonely and kind of alone here in this house, like figuring my shit out. And what I've really figured out is that I couldn't do it without them and I need them and like they're great. Yeah. Yeah. And I need a support system. So Gail like gives this big talk that, you know, she's like, 
or he gives Gail this big talk about like the backup plan. And he's like, look, mom, I don't have one. Yeah. I'm going to be a director. And, you know, she's kind of trying to be practical and like life doesn't always work out that way. And he's like, I get you. Yeah. But like, you know. He's just kind of like, I need you to support me through this. And she, it's really sweet because like the show actually remembers that Mitch was a character on like say Andy or Gretchen or like <laughs> any of the other characters. Nikki Green. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, she kind of is like, um, I, she wants him to go back to school and, and he's like, look, I didn't learn anything. If I didn't learn to like give up on this through like getting people coffee, like school is not going to help me. And she's like, you know, there was this hair-brained ass Mitch scheme that happened <laughs> where he tried to make chewing gum, chewing gum in, in our kitchen. <laughs> Gail seems like kind of a saint that she did not divorce Mitch like, earlier. Every time the writers go wrong, they just throw this shit in there and you're like, damn, that's fucking genius. <laughs> What? Yeah. The fu- I love well, and it. And then. The, the- and she's like, yeah. And then it got caught in your hair and we had to shave your head. Just part of it, though. They didn't shave the whole thing. Just part and of Dawson's it. Dawson's like, you shaved part of my head? And they're like, yeah, we, we thought it was a look. And I'm just she like. Goes, she goes, it was the 80s. We told you it was punk rock. Oh, <laughs> my God. Incredible. Like, that's what I mean. Can, can we, we have get- a flashback? Can I we get that. more of this absolute chaos? I fucking love this living for this i do not need to see patrick on my screen for one second i will take this shit any day right totally totally and gail's like look your dad's pipe dreaming drove me off the wall but like it also made me fall in love with him because like he had this courage to think that like life was as good as it was when you were a kid basically yeah yeah. you know and she's like look do your thing, Dawson. And then she like picks up this temporary tattoo that she apparently gave him. That's what I mean. I was like, where did this come from? Yeah. This is I, okay, the part good. of the I'm story glad. that I was, I was like, like, oh, did, was I just not paying? Did I miss something? <laughs> I was like, it was been hard to concentrate on some of these episodes. So yeah. I was, like, was I just not paying attention? And yeah. Because they also zoomed in on it before when they had the blank screen of yeah. Dawson staring at it. So it's like a, a rose temporary tattoo like sitting on his screen of his laptop. And she's like, oh, you kept it. And he's like, yeah, I know. I just thought it was so nice of someone to give me their Cracker Jack prize. And I was like, I would give anything to have been over here in this storyline than in this dumbass shit with Harley and Patrick. And this is what the show is doing to us. We're like, can we get more of Dawson and And Gail? Gail? (laughs) Giving each other Cracker Jack prizes? Dude, stupid ass shit. (laughs) That is so dumb but like can i can i, I get would, that yeah can we be over here i would love to be over here oh i also God. like i don't know why i think the sentiment of like it's amazing that someone would give you your cra- their cracker jack prize i think it's like tattoo. i think it's like sweet yeah i was yeah, like yeah. oh yeah especially that your is mom a sweet giving thing. it your mom would always do that right and so dawson you know, it, it is really sweet. And, and they have such a sweet relationship. I agree. You know, I agree. Mitch I love and, it. And Gail I love and that they get to talk about Mitch and, yeah. like, 
Like, know? his presence is still felt yeah. in the show. And so Dawson kind of, like, looks over at a photo of, and it's a photo from Weekend in the Country yeah. of everyone there on the couch. And I was like, I don't know. That episode is, like, top five, in my opinion. It's a great episode. And I just am like, maybe we should watch that for the Patreon. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a slippery slope. Out of this so shit good. show that's happening right now. So he, like, starts writing after he, like, looks at yeah. this photo. And then we go back to Graham's. She's aggressively handling dough. Let me just say, I'm not the best baker in the world, but she's making a pie. And so what she seems to be handling is pie crust, which you do not handle like this. Oh, it was pie. I thought she was making bread. No, she made bread earlier, but now she's making pie because there was like a cherry filling next to her that needed a top It doesn't make any sense why she's needing it like that's she's, gonna be the toughest pie crust yeah, you've ever eaten it doesn't make any sense what she's doing yeah sorry i mean not and to be so great british bake-off about it but jen comes in and is like telling her like there's nothing wrong with being scared yeah and Graham's just is like i don't think being scared will help and i'm just like i agree with you we're like what is going on with this character yeah like, i, I don't know i've gotten like a softer moment like it's a, like there's she, a part of me that's like, like I, it's hard because like I don't want to tell people how to behave when you find out you have cancer that's spread beyond the point of surgery because like who knows what the fuck you would do with yeah. that that news like yeah. so like I get it but again like I always say we're on a fucking TV show yeah can't we get like this uh, like this really sensitive moment between the two of them yeah it would be great I know because Grams doesn't ask answer her like because Jen, Jen's like what can I do to help you know I'm here yeah. and Grams doesn't answer so Jen's like I can drive you to treatments yeah I can cook meals in advance I'll TiVo 60 minutes oof that was a time and a place the TiVoing um, and then she's like you know when you get bored like Jack and I are going to act out scenes from Moulin Rouge to you which <laughs> amazing and then that's what gr- triggers Grams she's like you will not involve Jack in this yeah um, and she's like I can take care of myself you don't need to be involved and like basically is like I don't need anyone and so there's this part of me that's like I understand this as an initial reaction yeah yeah, like I'm fine like don't worry about me yeah kind of thing and Jen then like flips it and and in this way that like I think in lesser hands this would be really bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like Michelle Williams obviously yeah yeah Yeah. because she's like well what about me like who's gonna take care of me I know and she's like you are the person I love most in this world and I'm like god damn it Michelle Williams is gonna make me fucking cry I know and I'm mad about it I hate this episode and why is it so heartbreaking (laughs) like totally and Michelle Williams fucking did make me cry I'm mad at her so she's like you know you're sick and I'm the one that's scared. And I do like the idea of being scared seems to be like peppered throughout this episode. I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure. We can talk about it at the end. I'm not quite sure what they're trying to say about mm-hmm. it, but like, so Graham's, you know, is like, this isn't a death sentence. Like, yeah, people my age get chemo and live long lives. And then Jen's like, okay, can we talk about that then? Like, can yeah, you just yeah. talk to me? Yeah. And then Graham's, Says she's not ready to die. Oh my god! I'm like, and now we're crying. We're like, so- what I mean, the like, sobbing fuck on my is couch. happening? Yeah. <laughs> and Jen like hugs her and like sobs into her. And I was like, well, I'm a mess now. Okay. I, know. <laughs> this is- I hate this so much. Oh my god! Because we're sobbing. Yeah, we're so sad. And then we have to go back to the dance where Harley and Patrick are dancing and with each other. And they have like a happy ending. Like we're supposed to care about these two fucking assholes. <laughs> and they, they 
they talk for what felt like an eternity. Yeah, I was just like, I don't care. Like Harley's barefoot too is admitting that he is only his desire is from jealousy. He's like, I only am there because I don't want you to be with anyone else. Fuck you. Fuck Where this. have we heard that before? Exactly. Yeah. And and Harley's like, did she's pa- barefoot? Yeah, I know. And and then Harley says, "Did Pacey teach you that?" No, bitch. You don't know your best friend at all. That is Dawson's vibe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's annoying. So we go to Joey, who's sitting alone. Yeah. And she looks up. And Pacey's offering his hand because he owes her to a dance. A dance. I can't. This is so, like, I sobbed through this yeah. scene. She's, and we're supposed to get, wait, wait, wait. The song um, we're supposed to get is Alexi Murdoch's Orange Sky, which was playing, I think, in Clean and Sober. Okay. Um, but, like, is such a lovely, melancholy song and is replaced by utter garbage yeah, yeah. that has not the same feel at all. I, I just will never stop hating the replacement music on this show. Um, and yeah, so they dance. She's stunned and we're all hoping she changed her mind about Eddie. And then they start dancing and it is so, like, I I couldn't even watch it. It was so heartbreaking. Yeah. I'm just like crying. Like, why can't these two have a good dance episode? Right. It's like. They're like staring into each other's eyes and then ugh. they dance cheek to cheek. Oh and they're just my like. God. Both looking sad and like they're soaking each other in. And I'm like, I just don't understand this story. I know. Like, there's a part of me that understands like Pacey got worked up and needed just a second to cool off. And then came back and was like, this is how I actually want to react to this. Yeah. And that I actually really totally. fucking appreciate. Because, like, when they stop dancing, like, Pacey holds Joey's hands and, like, kind of leaves her kindly, but he does leave. The hand-holding. It's so painful. Oh, my God. I'm crying. And, like, I think, but I think also this moment, like, where he kind of, like, takes that moment away and then comes back is, like, basically proving his point from Castaways. Yeah. Which is that their friendship is not coming to a screeching halt. Yeah, yeah. You know, and also that he's starting fresh and new. Yeah. You know, he's like, okay, all right, I'm going to be a different person. I'm going to handle your wild in out, you know? Yeah. And like, and she, he leaves her there and she's like kind of stunned at it. Yeah. And it's like, why are they doing this to us? I, no idea. Like why? No idea. This doesn't make any sense. No. You're telling me you really think that the audience wanted to see her and Eddie together? No. Versus her and Pacey. Yeah. Like, again, it's fine for her to freak out to be at a dance. Like, that would be so triggering. And to have this come, like, her to be like, I don't know, I don't know. And not have Eddie in there and be like, I don't think I can do this. I am i don't know if I am ready or, or for whatever. him to be, like, so serious and, like, this might be it. And yeah. her being like, I don't know if I think that. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. And, like, I don't know if I can do this. And for, like, you know, him to come back and then they can have this actual romantic dance that, you know... We deserve. Well, and like, we deserve this. <laughs> and like, it's one thing if they have a heartbreaking goodbye dance, but one that's like nice and kind and not him screaming at her on a dance floor. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's one thing if but like, that is what we get. Right. But like, it's one thing if we get that for like an any kind of reason that makes any fucking sense. I mean, I just like, I don't think we need another sad dance between them because right. that's what we get in anti-prom. Every time, yeah. In anti-prom, they have the saddest, most 
heartbreaking, most romantic That's dance true. of the whole show. True. So why do we need to get that again? Yeah. A lesser version of it. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, we have another absolute crime so of a um, different song. Uh-huh. We're supposed to get Damien Rice's The Blower's Daughter. Okay. Which is like from that banger of an album, Oh, which I literally was obsessed with at this point. Like I listened to that nothing but that album for like a whole year. And this cab pulls up to Eddie's house in Worcester. Oh my Listen, God. I am not but a she, connoisseur of Boston. Like, But Joey's poor. <laughs> she's announced that before. <laughs> and um, Worcester is like, I, I don't think it's that close to central Boston. I mean, you would, I don't know where their school, the school was right. at. But, but still. I agree with you. I was like, okay. So Joey takes a cab to Eddie's house and I literally only feel anger. Yeah, I was I'm, pissed. I can't. Like, I don't know why they're doing this to us. She knocks on the door. He opens the door. She smiles and says, you're probably wondering what I'm doing here. And then she kisses him. No! <laughs> I, <laughs> I know. No! (laughs) I couldn't hate it more. Could not hate it more. And, like, they smile at each other, but they don't talk at all. Like, What the fuck is happening? (laughs) It's so bad. Why? Why? And that's the end of the episode. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I hate it. Truly. I hate it. It's the it's, it's truly, so heartbreaking. It's so bad. We get Jen being punished and this really fucked up sad story for Jen. Yeah. We actually get this really compelling story for Dawson that like doesn't even make sense in this episode. But right. like I was grateful to be over there. <laughs> Which is saying something. I don't give a fuck about Harley. I cannot care about her. And you have to understand, even at this time, I was in love with that actress because she's in Blue Crush. Right. And I still was like, why are we here? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What yeah. is happening? And then to have to give two fucks about Eddie. Yeah. When we don't know how she felt at all. Yeah. Like, I can't. No. I can't. No. It's wild. I know. Truly. Why would they do this to us? Four episodes left? I just don't understand where the thought process was that like, at this point, you definitely know you're wrapping down the season. So yeah. a series, series, not just season, series. So like, I don't know. I don't know why Eddie's coming back. I don't know why we're spending all this time with Harley and fucking Patrick. Patrick. Like, I don't get it. I, know. I, I mean, even scheduling wise, if all these people had other things going on, like the fact that you're not bringing these people back together or yeah. you, or it looks like you're starting to bring people back together and then you just blow it all up like with four episodes to go. Yeah. I mean like even scheduling wise, so you can't get like Kersmith and, you know, uh, busy Phillips, but they're, they have gotten, you know, Joshua Jackson and Katie Holmes lean into that shit that we, that's what we want to see. Yep. You know, lean into the Dawson and Pacey pursuing a friendship. Well, and what like, does that look like? What if Dawson, what if Dawson finds out about that? Right, I was going to say, what would that be like? What if Dawson finds out about 
Pacey and Joey while the, Dawson and Pacey are pursuing a friendship and we actually get a different ending. Yeah. A different response from him. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. A growth moment. Exactly. If you will. I know. For the titular character on his own fucking show. Oh my God. It's truly heinous. Who are you rooting for? Oof. Pacey. Gr- Grams. I hope she's okay. Oh Pacey. Oh my God. Rooting Jack? for Jen. <laughs> yeah, Jack and Audrey. <laughs> are the, those are who we're really rooting for. Even Dawson? Yeah. Yeah, I want him to figure his shit out. I don't know. Gail? Yeah, I, sure. I was happy to check in with Gail. Yeah. I hadn't thought about her, but I was grateful she was there. Yeah, same. Like, at least her character felt like the Gail I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, of all them. Totally. She was, I was like, yep, that's the same old Gail. Yeah. Good job, Gail. Oh, my God. And, like, it's not that I'm hating on Joey. I just can't be rooting for her. Not right now. Definitely. God, no. No. She's making some choices. Eddie? I just... It just doesn't even make sense. What he's like, I'm going back to school in L.A. Right, right. That doesn't make sense. I mean, it's like... I mean, this is why it's so frustrating that, like, they the women don't get to, like, have sexual pleasure or agency because it could be one thing if she was like, man, we were having some fucking great sex Mm -hmm. and, like that's kind of where I'm at right now is like, I want to just go have some fucking good sex with this guy. Right. Like, or I'm just like twisted over him. Cause I loved fucking him. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, totally. it's just even if she had a fucking friend that we could know how she felt about him. I mean, uh, amen. You know? And, and I, I mean, I think you're so right on by saying like they could, I mean, you could have her talk to Audrey in LA. Yeah. Like on a phone. Yeah. Even if you can't get the actors there all the time. Yeah. Put her on a phone with Audrey. Yeah, they had her on a phone with Pacey, you know? Right. So it's like, just do the same thing. Like, I don't know. I just need to, like, how did she feel about him when he left? And, like, they're, like, they're acting like him leaving for L.A. was the problem. Not the fact that he straight up. Ghosted her. Moved everything out of his apartment and didn't tell her. Yeah. Like, and wasn't going to. Right. She would not know about any of any this. of that without Harley, you know. Being a wild child. Yeah, getting in the way. So it's yeah. like, okay, this is supposed to be a great love of her life. Someone that was so easy to give up with on her like that. Yeah. No, thank you. Right. Okay. So for our listener corner, this is from Joy. We got a few. We're going to do two different listener corners from this episode because we actually got a few about this episode. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we did. <laughs> if, I if I don't get to yours, I'm very sorry. But uh, people have thoughts about this one. Yeah. This is f- first one from Joy. I know you all have talked about how awful the fight was in Promicide and it truly is. But I feel like this, the one in Love Bites is worse. And I think it has to do with the words, I don't feel it. The moment Joey said, I felt it, it was so powerful and important to the Joey Pacey love story. And for Joey to say she doesn't feel it, it fucking kills me every time. You two have given your moments in the show when Dawson becomes dead to you, but this is the moment when Joey becomes dead to me. It's so painful and feels cruel to me. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it crushes me every time. And even though I'm sure it crushes Pacey, he still fights for them and gives one of my favorite lines when he says he was never afraid to love her. Mm -hmm. 
I always think it's interesting that he says he could love her again. And from what I've seen, he definitely still loves her and never really fell out of love with her. But he doesn't love bomb her in this moment. Not the extreme of others we've seen do in a love declaration in a tense moment. Mm -hmm. It's only when Joey mentions that Eddie has come back that Pacey gives up. Such a gut punch. Because, of course, if there is another guy in the mix, the past has shown him that's who Joey goes with. When there's a choice, Joey doesn't pick Pacey. My husband is watching Dawson's Creek with me, and he got to the season three finale and was like, Joey only really picked Pacey when Dawson gave her permission, and the same when she had sex with Pacey, only after calling Dawson and getting some kind of pseudo-permission, which is still so gross. Totally. It's always a passive sort of choosing, which I guess makes sense with her character, but I hate it for Pacey. And finally, y'all have talked about hand-holding and what it means in the Dawson's Creek universe. So when Pacey holds Joey's hand after their dance and looks at her and sighs and slowly takes his hand away, it's like a stab in the heart. And then you have Joey, who just leaves her hands there after he walked away. Ugh, it hurts so much. Mm -hmm. This episode is so sad, and I can't even get into Jen and Graham's part, which I mean is so fucking heartbreaking, too. I think even though Castaways is my favorite episode, season six might be my least favorite. It has so much potential. It just fell so short. Yeah, I agree with you about season six. I think it's the worst season by, like, a long shot. Mm -hmm. Without a doubt. I agree. It's There's like, one good episode. I know. I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah. But, well, there's one and a half. Well, there's two good episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Clean and Sober is a great episode. Um, But, like, yeah. I agree. I think, you know, I, I hear you. And I think, like, like we've said on this podcast, like, it does feel at this point... I mean, at this point, it feels like they're assassinating everyone's character, and I'm not really sure why they're doing it or what kind of the point of it is. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, why can't you just, like, write them as, like, fucking not total, you know, like, this, like, totally, like, wild bunch, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. they not they aren't, you know, like, that's just the thing is that yeah, they aren't Yeah, or, like, if it's ending, why don't you write them all falling back into being friends again? Right. Or, yeah. I mean, I just don't, I just don't get it. Um, and I think part of it is this show really did not take friendship seriously. Yeah. And so, like, I think the thing about Joey and Pacey, and the, and I mean, I agree with you that this is, like, gut-wrenching. This, this episode is gut-wrenching. It's gut-wrenching to watch them. It's gut-wrenching to watch her say that stuff to him. It's, you know... It hurts. It sucks. But also, I think that, like, because they don't allow anyone to just be friends, mm -hmm. like, there's such a... I think that, like, brings it home so much worse, the devastation. And I think, like, them being, like... It's like they almost flirt with it when Pacey says, like, I could love you again. Because I agree with you. I think Pacey does love Joey. I think he loves her on a deep level. I think Joey loves Pacey on a deep level. I just think right now their their love is a friend love. Yeah. And they're saying, like, okay, I felt a spark of something else, which mm -hmm. I've felt for you before. But, like, you know, we're kind of looking at that and exploring that. And I think that's what make, makes Castaway so good is they're kind of like, we don't want to lose that. Yeah. And, like, Pacey assuring her, you're not going to lose that. Right. Even if you say you don't want this, like, you're still not going to lose it. And good on him. You know, he seems to, like, live up to that in this episode. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard because it does feel like they are completely taking a wrecking ball to every character that we know. I know. And, like, I mean, Promicide is so fucked up and so devastating. But on the other hand, like, you see where Pacey's coming from. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I know people feel conflicted as to whether or not that's out of character. I think him yelling at someone like that isn't out of character. Personally, I do think that's within his character. And, like, erupt, you know, getting fr so frustrated that he erupts, that is part of his journey. I mean, it's obviously just so devastatingly painful to watch. And that episode is so sad for most of our characters, which is why we don't really revisit it. Because, you know, it's not even understanding that, like, it, it, all the other people are like, oh, my God. This one, I just feel like it comes out of nowhere. And it does feel so unreasonably cruel of Joey. Yeah. The way she's like talking to him. And of course, what Pacey does to her in Promicide is cruel. I don't mean that. But like, I guess just because like it literally felt like it came out of nowhere when right. it happened on screen. Like, <laughs> right. Unlike in Promicide where we are we're, watching we're wa this. And you're just like on pins and needles apart. like, yeah. oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you yeah. for weeks have been watching them like totally crumble and fall apart. Right. So like, you know, but it, even within that episode, like the opening of them is like very painful and difficult, yeah. you know, and you're like, oh, God, like it's like on pins and needles and, you know, it's going to end at any moment. This one, even when it happens, I was like, it's happening now. <laughs> I know it's coming, but what? oh, my God. Yeah. And I just didn't really get it. Like, I don't get it. You yeah. know what she's saying? Other than like what we said, we're like, I think it would be really hard to be 19 and be like, am I ready to be in a relationship that is like this serious. That serious, that intense, you know, like I and I think there's room to, you know, grapple with that and try to figure that out. So I just wish we had grappled with it. Yeah, that's not what it said. It's all it's all couched for Joey. It's couched with like, well, Eddie's back. So? Well, and I feel like this is the thing, right? Is that like the beauty of season three is that it builds. It builds yeah. into what, you know, it builds starts in for, uh, some would argue four to tango. Some would argue episode one. Yeah, yeah. You know, some would argue weekend in the country when you finally figure it, when like Pacey finally sort of figures it out. Right. Like, and we see the, we see it. We see confirmation of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, and I think that like they give it the time and space and air to breathe. And it's not every moment that you're hit over the head with it, but like you have these moments of him standing up for her, of right. him helping her, of them being friends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the problem with season, I mean, we had this problem in season five, but really in season six, yeah. is that no storyline gets much more than an episode, if not like two or three. Even the Eddie of it all, like... That can be a long, drawn-out storyline if then Joey's, like, talking to someone about it. Right. You know? Or if they're going totally. on a double date together. Totally. You know? Totally. And, like, and it's one of those things where it's, like... Like, what was the point of Emma if not to talk about Eddie with Emma? Or, yeah, absolutely. Or, like, Audrey, you know, like... I don't know. I just feel like there's so many missed opportunities. There's so much story where it's like, okay, okay, let's, we'll be in this story. And then it's like, oh no, we forgot that story was even happening. Yeah. Or like, oh, we're going to like, 
okay, we have the Joey and Eddie storyline. Okay, that's over. Oh, wait, yeah. no, it's not over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now it's over. Oh, wait, oh, wait no, it's not so over. I, like, it's just like, what are you doing? Why are we watching this? I know. <sighs> okay. Okay, so this is from Lauren. Since you're coming up on 618 Love Bites and just talked about 616, I wanted to bring up something I've noticed when rewatching these episodes recently. I think that when Joey says to Harley about choices motivated by fear in 616 might explain exactly how she's feeling in Love Bites. The first time I saw Love Bites in the context of watching the whole series, it just seemed like the show needed any excuse to break Pacey and Joey up Mm. since they didn't plan for them to end up together at that point. They Joey choosing Eddie over Pacey felt so unbelievable and honestly seemed like bad writing after watching how great their her chemistry with Pacey was still during the yeah. whole story arc. And like you too, I was pretty annoyed with a lot of Joey's behavior by this point in the series, so it's frustrating to watch. But when I rewatched 616, it seemed like Joey was laying out her whole thought process in advance, and it wasn't completely about Eddie. She was Mm. already unsure of what to do about Pacey even before Eddie came back through throwing her off. And being back at a school dance with all these reminders of Promicide, she goes right back into thinking one wrong move will ruin everything and decides she isn't ready to be with Pacey after all. Everything he's saying is right. She's just pushing him away out of fear and is in too deep to let him talk her out of it. So she starts lying and saying she doesn't, quote, feel it. Sorry. (laughs) Not great, but definitely in character since we all know lying is one of her go-to coping mechanisms. When Pacey sees right through that and pretty much calls her out on it, she brings... She finally brings up Eddie because she knows Pacey's biggest insecurity is that he's always going to be a second choice, and she correctly thinks that mentioning Eddie will probably upset him enough that he'll stop trying to talk her out of the breakup. The choice makes a lot more sense if it's really about Joey's own trauma, her needing an excuse to break up with Pacey, and Eddie is just right in, in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. Right. Like I could definitely see that. I could see. I I mean, I do think the conversation about fear and about, you know, this whole episode was about people being scared. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that this point in your life kind of is scary. Right. Right. Like there's a lot of things in, you know, world and life that you're like living that you've never done before. And that is scary. Um, So I think that like Definitely. I, I I get the impression that Joey is not ready for Pacey. Yeah. And not ready for this. And I think that like where the misstep is, is that like that wasn't made abundantly clear mm-hmm. that like this is why this is where they're at. Yeah. Um, She's just not ready for this relationship. And he might be. Mm-hmm. Um, There is a good chance that he is ready for it now. And she's just not. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think I think it's true. I think like she is. I think she isn't ready for him. And I think she knows that, mm-hmm. you know, and so I don't think she knows that. But I do. Well, think deep she down, isn't. I think she knows that. Yeah. I don't think she's conscious of it, yeah. but I think she knows it on some level. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry. Yeah. And I can't tell what the point of Eddie, if it just felt like a good enough excuse. Right. To be like, oh, he's back. I'm going to do that and cause like this blow up this situation because I can't really tell the truth to Pacey. Um 
and you know lying to myself and everyone else is like more comfortable i can't tell if that's the case or not but like it does feel like universally everyone every viewer is like what the fuck is happening (laughs) you know yeah and like there is so much more story that could have been told and like i know it's like we just keep going over that over and over but it's like how would it feel if Audrey for Audrey for her to date Pacey? How would it feel for Dawson for that to happen? And is it different now? And like, what are the, you know, like what are the stakes for her? Why isn't she ready? You know, like what is going on with her? And like, there's a million reasons not to be ready for a serious relationship when you're 19, but like, what are they? And then if that is true, why are you then pursuing a relationship with Eddie? Because you just want to be in a relationship and like right. <laughs> a stupid one is better than nothing. But then why be with this guy? Right. Who, like doesn't live in Boston anymore. Yeah. And can't really offer you like consistency. Right. There's absolutely no nothing that's like, you know, actually answering any of those questions. We don't get any. Yeah explanations that explain any of those questions away right right like that's the problem that like there's it feels like it just feels like the writers like it feels like you know when you're like i'm sorry this is gonna be a weird random metaphor but like Uh you know when you're like about to leave the house and you're like okay i've got to leave the house in the next 15 minutes if i'm gonna get to the thing on time and you're like okay so i'm gonna do this one thing yeah And you're like, you do it and then you're like late or whatever, right? That's what all of season six feels like. Right. Like, well, we can't start this because like we're about to end the series. Yeah. But then it's like, so it's just like all of these like kind of like everything's like a little bit late and not fully thought out. And like everything's just like not really like, like they're just kind of like, well, I guess we still have to make some television. So like, let's just throw some things together. We're going to make Dawson and Joey fuck, but then there's going to be another girl and like, oh shit. Well, let's just make that a real relationship for Dawson. Okay. And then like we want to break up Audrey and Pacey, but we're not really gonna tell you why, but it's gonna be a slow decline. And like, yeah, yeah, she's an alcoholic, duh. Obviously. Right. It's like (laughs) what? It's like none of those stories are actually told. Mm -hmm. Even though that's the story we're getting, we're not actually getting told any stories. Yeah, yeah. We're getting nonsense, and then like we hear about things that happen. Right. Right. It's so wild. It just, it's so wild that this that this is how this goes. I totally agree with you. And I, you know, like there's been a lot of a lot of people been messaging me about whether or not season six is the, is the worst season. And again, it's all your opinion. So if you believe it's not that you're right, you know, yes. I personally feel like it, it is the yeah. worst. And the main argument is because the finale is so phenomenal. Season six can't be bad. And, like, I hear that argument because I do think the finale is phenomenal. But, like, that's not part of season six. Right. You know? And, like, when we're watching season six, we're like, we have four episodes left. Yeah. Four. And this is where we're headed? This is where we're at? We're watching a love story between Harley and Patrick. We don't even know what CJ stands for. (laughs) Complete jackass. We do know. (laughs) Where the fuck is Jack? Yeah. 
Like, we haven't even given an explanation. We're not even a throwaway line about where Jack is. No, no. Although he and Jen saw Moulin Rouge, which I have to say, as a, a woman with a best friend who was gay at uh-huh. this point in time, 100% accurate representation yeah. of how Moulin Rouge spoke to us. I know. It's like, <laughs> where did they see it? When did right. they see How did they see I wanna it? I want to know how many hours they spent perfecting the duet of Elephant Love Medley. Yeah, it's like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, so that is a bit much to swallow that, like, you know, and like we said, okay, you had scheduling issues. There were problems, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, I want to say that, like, that's not confirmed that that's what was happening in season six. Yeah. Like, we're giving the writers the benefit of the doubt. And I kind of think, I got to tell you, I kind of think we're giving them too much of a benefit of the doubt that, like, actually they didn't write these scenes for them. Like, they just wrote these people out of this. Well, Regardless, they introduce new characters that are pointless. Yes. Do we need every mentor to be a fucking piece of shit? No, that's not. You introduce a character of Emma that, like, is a per... Like, Emma is the character we needed in season six that's connected with all of them. You can talk to her about everything. So we could get a check-in about yeah. how everyone's feeling. She knows who the fuck Eddie is. Like, has Jen- Jen's barely even met Eddie, you yeah. know? And so we could have Joey talking to her or whatever. We, but they didn't do it. That character sucked because yeah. they they didn't do anything with her, even yeah. though she was connected to everyone. And then all of a sudden they like wrote her off for like no reason. Right. It was like you had a character who was in the position to be exactly what you needed to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't tell the story. I know. You didn't use that character. You're like, well, yeah, well, it's an... We'll just have Pacey fuck her. Oh, no, but we want to get Joey and Pacey together. So, like... They'll just make out. They'll just make out. And, like, it, it'll it be fine. We won't talk about it. And, like, even though she literally is connected in one way or another to every single character, we're, n- we're just not going to... Nah, we're not, we're not going to use that. Yeah. What? You know? It's really fucked up. It's just so hard to watch... A show, I don't even want to call it Jumping the Shark. It's mm-hmm. like fucking a train wreck. Because it falls apart. It's a train wreck. We're not even watching Dawson's Creek. I don't know what we're watching. I know. Because, and like we said, none of these characters bear any resemblance to any characters we've seen. Yeah. And At least in season this... five, they do. Yeah. And we're not talking like, oh, they've grown and changed so much. No, no. No, no. I don't even know who I'm watching on screen. Right. Like, I just don't get like, it. Like, at least in season five, and you can talk about the writing in season five, and there are some doozies in that season. I mean, Downtown Crossing is just a, yeah <laughs> absolute abomination. But like, but, like, at least Joey's Joey in that episode. Yeah. Like. And it feels like Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Where was she? Oh, she's so quirky and smart to her fucking robber. Yeah, I mean, like, it's bananas, but, like, at least we're, yeah. Yeah, we're in the fucking universe. Yeah. Totally, totally. Like, this so. one is just episode after episode of people I don't even fucking know. And nonsense. And the, the dialogue doesn't make any sense. Right. You know? It, it's truly painful Yeah, to be. And listen, we know what next week is going to bring. Mm-hmm. The most pain. <laughs> Possibly the worst pain. I don't know. I mean, look. Downtown Crossing was really bad. Downtown Crossing was really bad. I'm not sure how this one. We'll see. I think Coda is truly horrific, too. Yeah. But uh, 
yeah, it's it's a slog. So you we're. Know. I, I think we're going to try to make next episode as short as we can possibly make it because there's really not much to say. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. But yeah, so we've got it. Four four episodes left. Before the finale. Yeah. Before the finale of season six. And I'm sure we'll do like a break and everything in between the finale and season six. Like the end of season six and the finale. We'll do a break in between. Yeah, probably. Um. But so we've got some time to still hang out. But like, whew, this is a fucking slog. It hurts. It hurts. And like. I am. I will say I am. I don't know if looking forward is the word, the term I want to use. But the the last couple of episodes of the season. The last two. Is it the last two? that I'm like interested in seeing how those play now. It's uh-huh. been a long time since I've watched them. I do remember them a little better um right so we'll see yeah at least they all get together yeah so but who what a tragedy that like all these characters we really loved and left a real mark on us and people will say like oh jack meant so much to me joey meant so much to me all this stuff and like now here we are we're like we don't even know the fuck jack is or who the fuck joey is so yeah you know what a tragedy yeah. It's really heartbreaking. Truly. But, you know, we're glad that you all are sticking it out with us. Yeah, thank you all <laughs> for sticking it out with us. Appreciate you. Um, some of you have been leaving us nice messages on Twitter. Yeah. Urging us and encouraging us to get through it. <laughs> I know. Believe Seriously, me, we need it. We need that encouragement. It's truly brutal. Um, so we hope you all are staying safe. It's a truly wild time to be alive. Um, Black Lives Matter. Defund the police. Stop Asian hate honor our treaties water is life abortion is pro-life medicare for all cancel student debt um trans rights are human rights uh we stand with all movements that protect the rights of the working class police unions aren't true unions they work against the working class um it's wild yeah ban assault rifles oh yeah universal background checks ban assault rifles um Yep. You know, climate change is real. Boy, is it. <laughs> did you see Yellowstone? Yeah. Like the yeah. roads are totally wiped out? Yes, I did. I watched those videos and it's like <sighs> flooding in the north of the west. And then in the south of the west, we have zero water. Zero water. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, what are you going to do? Water is life. Like, yeah. Come on. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us, dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at GoFreakingCrazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. For Capitalism Corner, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique, and we're going to watch some old dance episodes um over there at least this week we're gonna do 102 yeah the first dance episode um if you want to see that bit.ly or patreon.com slash dawson's critique and as always you can order our book i remember everything life lessons from dawson's creek available wherever you get your books um let us shout out i can't remember if i've done this one i'm i don't keep track of any of these so they're just off the top of my head um but mcdonald's bookstore in estes park colorado um which is the entrance to 
the Rocky Mountain Rocky National Mountain Park. National Park yeah. um, you can also see the hotel from The Shining there. It's quite creepy. Um, and uh, so they're a great bookstore and you should order our book through their website. If you're there, go say hi. They're really cool. It's in an old house. It's really cool. Um, all right. So thank you to those of you who have written us a review, liked, subscribed, um, all that on whatever platform you get your podcasts on. Thank you so much for doing that stuff. It helps us immensely when you do it. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Pesty1079. Uh, as always, we'd like to thank you for joining us this week. Um, we know we're kind of in the doldrums. Um, so thanks for being here with us. Thanks for taking this ride with us. And we will see you next week. <laughs>